This episode of the podcast is brought to you by going to the beach and getting police called on you because everyone thinks that a whale has been beached. God, I need to lose weight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that has some small portions inside of the episodes that are actually pretty good. Uh, I'm Frank. <laughs> I'm Zach. <laughs> and uh, today we're doing our favorite scenes in films. I don't like your your, your only podcast things. They keep hitting me deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we are going to be discussing just some of our favorite scenes in movies. It doesn't mm-hmm. even need to be necessarily movies that we even like that much. It's just some great scenes that we uh, that we are very, very memorable to us. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so just to get started, I want to get the first one out of the way because mm-hmm. of course it's so obvious and oh my I feel God, like I know two of yours. <laughs> um, and of course I need to talk about the introduction scene to Inglorious Bastards. I knew it. That yeah, was one well, of them. Of course. Yeah. Um, it's incredible though. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something just absolutely breathtaking in my opinion about everything about that opening shot, mm-hmm. the, or the opening scene, the, the, the lighting, the, in, the, the intenseness of it. The the I know that Christoph Waltz is a terrible person, but he's kind of got this charis- this charisma this about him, him that I kind of can't help but like him. There's this, you know, over like well like overwhelming amount of doom that you know that the that the Jewish people are underneath the floorboards, and you know how intense this is, and this man is like harboring them, and and then the dialogue between the milk farmer and Christoph, and and you know. Everything about this, everything about it, I think, is and it's absolutely such, incredible. And we've talked about it too, where it's like it's such a perfect tension building scene it's, yeah. of 10 minutes just not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. And then the shooting of when, when he, and like, listen, we need to just talk about the writing in it because mm-hmm. it's so good that like you have like the simple fact of like you have him come in and make him like he basically like you know he's like can we sit down at whatever and may I have some milk and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah never trust a villain who drinks milk <laughs> yeah <laughs> every movie and like it's just so like oh my god he is in this man's house mm-hmm. but is commanding everything yeah and is in full control of everything even the big dick swing of like the bigger pipe the bigger pipe right mm-hmm. and like just like that it's just so good man mm-hmm. and the whole idea of like when when he when he says like that you know do they speak Eng- or do they speak uh, they don't speak English because if mm-hmm. they have then I would imagine they would have already taken off by now so we're gonna switch back to you know whatever it was German and or French and mm-hmm. we're going to uh, you know he's like I just basically need you to play along and then he says like well thank you very much for your time and hospitality and then he then he brings in the daughters who yes. are actually the soldiers and then they just start shooting up the the, the floorboards. And then, of course, Shoshana makes it out, and she's running out. And then you have him pointing the pistol out there in the open field, mm-hmm. and you have oh, that gorgeous wow, shot. Yeah. and you have that gorgeous shot of her like running through the field, but it's like inside the house, and you're just watching it through the door frame. Listen, man, amazing! It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's just there's, in my opinion, it's like it's it's top tier. Great, yeah, it is. It, mm-hmm. It's just one of the greatest scenes, in my opinion, of just like American cinema. Yeah, uh, for me, for one of my first ones is. Um, while I don't particularly think like the the scene is like fantastic, Ooh. I think it's set up for a franchise for years and years and years, and that is Empire Strikes Back. Luke, I am your father. Scene. Mm-hmm. It. It's definitely one of the most it, memorable it, scenes it in is. movie history. It is because while it's not like the 
biggest production for it. It's not the best scene of like Luke and Darth Vader having that conversation. That one line set up everything. Like that was to me the catalyst where it's like Star Wars went from being a great franchise to being the sci-fi franchise. Yeah. And again, like it's it's just so crazy because it's like all it is is like a few words. Yeah, and but although, I, and, it, and he doesn't even say, Luke, I am your father. No. <laughs> Which I, I mean, it's like, it's no Luke, I am your father. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's obviously like, it has to be up there, right? Mm. Especially like with you and your, your love. I love Star Wars. With, but kind of hate it at the same time. I love Star Wars <laughs> franchise. I hate 70% of what they put out. <laughs> um, Mandalorian, though, is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I, I agree. I think that like that can't really not be mentioned mm-hmm. between one of us. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, it's an honorable mention with it. But like, yeah. it just is so synonymous with the franchise and so synonymous with everything that was going on at the time. Yeah. Um, okay, my next favorite scene is is in a is in a movie that I I've kind of said somewhat negative things about. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I still stand by what I say. So if you have problems with me. I'm sorry. Uh, and that is uh, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. So I stand by that. I don't think that movie's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I yeah. think that there is an incredible scene inside of this movie, which is the interrogation scene where the Joker is in, you know, the interrogation room mm-hmm. and he's talking to Commissioner Gordon and then Commissioner Gordon like un- unhandcuffs him. He leaves and Batman is behind him. And then he slams his head into the table, and then they they have like their first face to face discussion. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the the scene later on with Two Face where he gives him the gun oh, okay. and introduces anarchy. Yeah, like that. But overall, Heath Ledger's performance in this film. Oh yeah, top notch. Completely like memorable scenes throughout it. Yeah, every, every everything that you th- everything that you remember about mm-hmm. the Dark Knight is the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, Even so, right before the interrogation scene of him just improvising oh, clapping yeah, yeah, his yeah. hands right yeah incredible cool. um but yeah that interrogation scene to me is like actual perfection um the conversation that they have the batman getting so frustrated and f- like flipping him onto the table and the joker just laughing and just telling him that you have nothing mm-hmm. to threaten me with you have nothing in all your power that that will like you know scare me basically mm-hmm. so and he's just beating the shit out of him and, and he's just laughing and laughing more and he picks him up and he tells him that he's got like a choice to make between finding rachel or harvey and uh and like that's the point Th- that scene mm-hmm. in my opinion is literally one of the best scenes ever um and then and it gets to me that that like between Batman and the Joker is like the ultimate scene there, and then you get that little bit at the end where like the the one cop is standing at the door and the Joker's like telling him like do you want to know why I use a knife? Mm-hmm. And he's like because you you know he's like guns are too quick you can't savor all the little emotions. Mm-hmm. And then he like he he basically is like do you want you want me to tell you how many how many of your friends were cowards? And the cop like goes over there to go beat him up, and then the Joker beats up him, and then yeah. and then he has like the one phone call scene and he blows up everybody with the guy who's got like the phone, the cell phone stitch inside of him mm-hmm. from start to finish. It's just like incredible. Yeah. But the, the initial interrogation scene between Batman and the Joker, in my opinion, is what it is. One of my favorite scenes of all time. Absolutely. Um, my next one is from children of men. Ooh. And I love this film. 
mm-hmm. when we did this, I, I found myself like enjoying this thoroughly as just a dystopian era film. But that scene of when the baby is born and all of the chaos is going on and all of the fighting and all the gunshots and they come down the stairs and it is just silent. Yeah. It is a goosebump filled moment because it's just, it's so, it it's just so different. And it's, it's, it's hard to put into words, honestly, because it's, it's so biblical at the same time. And that was kind of like what the themes were going for, for the film. Mm-hmm. But like when they walk down the, the stairs and all of the soldiers and all of the people fighting just stop and look. And it brings this point where it's like for a moment there could be peace because there was a child born and this was the first child in like what, 50 years, I think? I don't remember, but it's a long time. It, it was a long time. Um, and then, of course, like as soon as they make it out of the building, just gunfire starts again. Mm-hmm. And it, it's this flip where it's like, okay, yes, there could be peace, but of course men are always going to be that like they're always going to fight there's always going to be that evil there's always going to be that tension there's always going to be something where it's like they have to destroy each other yeah and for just that moment it was like okay there could be peace (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um next is the baptism scene and there will be blood Mm. i've abandoned my child Mm -hmm. um i've abandoned my boy Pretty good, Zach. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, it's just, it's one of my favorite scenes ever. I mean, mm-hmm. you have the, it's like building up to that point. Well, I mean, the whole movie is really building up to the actual climax of the yes. movie where he fucking beats his head in with a bowling pin. Mm-hmm. But you have that, the final moments where it's like, he uh, being Daniel, Daniel has officially like kind of seems to have like one. Mm-hmm. And and then he gets the thing where he's just trying to like get a little bit of pipe across this land just so he can finish the job basically, and they can start actually like, you know, not using the railroad and, and union oil that he can start like you know basically moving his own oil by himself, and and you it's just the incredible scene of he killed his brother, and the guy comes up to him and he's like I know what you did, mm-hmm. the only way that I'll allow you to build the pipe is if you get if you get saved. So then he, of course, he's like, fine, I'll I'll do it. And then you have this moment where now finally uh, Eli has a slight upper hand on him. Just a small one. Yeah. And he, and he gets him down on knees and he's slapping him and he's, and he's hitting him and you can, and you can feel like this almost catharsis in him. And he's like, and, and you, you could see that Daniel is playing with him almost like, yeah, there you go. He's like Mm -hmm. smiling. He's like letting him like slap him. He's like, come on, give me more, give me more. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, after they pour the water on him and he stands up and they never say what he said, but he, he gets up, Daniel gets up and he whispers something to Eli and Eli's face immediately kind of turns like, like just cold mm-hmm. and like terrified. And I don't know, man, there's just, it's just, incre- it's, it's some of the best acting. Yes. And that, that just goes to, to Paul Thomas Anderson too. And Daniel Day Lewis, because I've seen like interviews too, where it's like, Paul Thomas Anderson is literally like, yeah, no, he was like a method actor through and through, and you can't really write a script. You just gotta like follow him and let him be him. Yeah, and that's that's where the entire movie like just comes together fully. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one is a very very small scene, but to me like it it was very impactful, and we've talked about it too. And that's in The Shining 
when Jack is looking out the window at um at them playing with the snowballs. Maze? Oh, okay, right, yeah. And you just have that perfect shot of him like so just angry going nuts. <laughs> it's, it is the catalyst where it's like he is going insane staring at them and it's that moment where you know like oh my god, he's going to kill them. Yeah. And it's so cool to me because it's like it's literally just a five second shot yeah like that's all it is but the facial expression that jack nicholson mm -hmm. can like produce is just and that's just a jack nicholson in general but like him just looking at them and you can feel the anger like radiating off of him yeah and you know what's to come next (laughs) like it it's such a small scene that sets up for the rest of the film yeah i agree i mean i just i love that movie so Mm -hmm. much it's it's incredible yeah all right, my next scene is storming the beach in Saving Private Ryan. So pretty much Ooh, like yeah. like the opening war mm-hmm. scene in Saving Private Ryan. D-Day. D-Day, yeah. Uh, when he picks up the arm. Listen, <laughs> there, there isn't re- like there's not really like much to say because it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, it's probably the greatest scene in a war movie like ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's horrifying. It's sad. It's realistic. It's just scary, but incredible when it comes to like strictly looking at it as like a cinematic way. Like mm-hmm. it, it looks like pure chaos. And, and that's what it is. And that's what it is. And you have the men, they're our soldiers getting their legs blown off, arms blown off, shot in the head. It, it's, it's so chilling and sad, but when it comes to like films, I don't think any other war film has ever done it mm-hmm. as good as that as that scene. And yeah. like they don't even show that much of like excess blood in the rest of the film. Yeah, it's just literally that scene, but it's enough to like scare you and get you ready for like what this was actually like. Yeah. So D Day. Nice. Uh, my next one is a little bit more lighthearted. Okay. And that is the table scene from Reservoir Dogs. The table scene when yes. they're just, like they're, they're just when, talking. When they're all just talking. Like the opening scene. Yep. Okay. I don't tip. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't tip? Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> Everybody has to tip. <laughs> I just found like this scene like so enjoyable where like you're literally just watching like seven people talk to each other, and you feel like they're just all best friends and like they've known each other for years, and they just have like such a, a unique conversation with each other, talking about like the the book of like Toby Keith, Toby what, like stuff like that. Yeah. And then the tip thing, and then come to find out in the very next scene, they have no idea who any of each other is. They're here to do this job, and it's all gone downhill. But it's just like this uniquely fun opening scene where you just get to witness like people being people and like enjoying themselves. Yeah. And then showcasing that that's not what it is for the rest of the film. Yeah. And that's just a part to Tarantino's writing in general. Yeah. If I had to choose a favorite scene in Reservoir Dogs, I mean, it, it's got to be the, the the cutting off the ear oh, of the yeah, police yeah. officer. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's just so iconic, too. Yeah. He spent all of his money on that one song. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have, like, a lot more? Because I've I still got, like, four or five more. Uh, I have one more. Okay. So um, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I won't, like, twindle too long. <laughs> um, I want to just talk about in the movie, the deer hunter, the Russian roulette scene, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen the deer hunter. Um, I haven't, but I know that scene. Okay. So like Robert De Niro, Christopher Walkins, Mm -hmm. you know, they're playing. Diddy Mao. Diddy Mao. (laughs) Yeah. And they're, you know, they're playing Russian roulette. Uh, It's just so intense and they just keep adding more bullets. 
because they're like, <laughs> we need to like fill up the chamber so then we can actually like try to kill these guys. Mm-hmm. And they just, it's, oh God, like it's, <laughs> it's so intense, uh, but it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to showcase uh, the spinning of the, the spinning of Colin Farrell with the hood over his face and the killing of a sacred deer when he's going to execute his yes. family or at least potentially mm-hmm. try to kill one of them. Um, I love that scene because it works on every level because you know that at this point it's been it's been boiling up to this point like mm-hmm. he's he there was no escaping this decision and and I love how quiet there's no music mm-hmm. the lighting it's just like lamps you know and like the scene is just perfectly lit and it just I love that movie so much yeah. and it's, it's basically like showcasing like it's up to chance and it's up to God like who gets killed yeah. Too. And it's such a deep metaphor for the entire film. Yeah, so I had to, I had to highlight that. Um, I also really wanted to showcase. I don't know if you've ever seen. I don't know if we did this. If we didn't, I would I would like to do this movie. Um, the movie The Strangers. Yes. The home invasion film. Yeah, we did that. Did we we mm-hmm. we talked about it? Okay, so one of my fa- like one of my favorite scenes of all time, uh, and it's kind of like weird and shocking, is the scene where. Uh, they finally get the shotgun and they mm-hmm. put, and they and they like put themselves in that in that small little room where they're like there's like no windows or anything so like the only way in and out of that room is through the door and his buddy comes mm-hmm. and yep there's like the record that is skipping and the music is just like you know going and going and going and then the guy behind him has the axe and then eventually he doesn't actually kill him and then as soon as he like walks right in front of that door frame he says like hello and he shoots his best friend in the fucking head mm-hmm incredible i was gonna say for me like when she's just like walking through the house and you see him in the background yeah. like blurry yeah like just a, an iconic scene it's so good uh i want to say that i just watched their the the sequel called strangers pray mm-hmm. at night mm-hmm. it's awful yeah i figured uh, and it's i mean it has no, it has nothing to do with mm-hmm. the it's literally just the same characters but it's so bad yeah but uh but it's like a fun horror movie, I guess. Like, if if you just want like nonsense and just like like stupidity, it's mm-hmm. fine. But like, if you actually want like a cool like indie horror film, The Strangers. Um, do 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 And all right, so I'm good. So now I got one left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my last one is the ending scene to There Will Be Blood. Yeah, I'm finished. Just yeah, so <laughs> incredible. The I drink your milkshake. Yeah. Like, such an amazing scene. And like you said before, like, it culminates the entire two hours and 45 minutes up to this point. Yeah. And just showcasing that, like, all along, Daniel Plainview won. And what was his name? Eli. Oh, Eli. Eli did not. You don't not. even know the movie. I, Get I, out. I have Goodbye. so many films inside my head. <laughs> God forgive me if I forget one name. Uh, that Eli just cannot for the life of him understand like what happened like where he went wrong yeah and for daniel to like just literally lay it out on the table like this is what i did this is how i did it and you are shit <laughs> and then just proceed <laughs> for five more minutes to tell him how horrible he is and how he you're just the afterbirth <laughs> <laughs> and then yes finally like culminating with like throwing the bowling ball pins down at him yeah and then beating him to death with the bowling I ball i am the third revelation <laughs> yeah it's, it's incredible it's amazing yeah it is it is it's... And, and it was such an incredible ending to an incredible film yep um so i, I actually have two more but they kind of i'm just going to kind of bunch them together mm-hmm. because it's by the same director um and it is uh when 
the devil is speaking to Thomason yes. in The Witch mm-hmm. and when Young touches the light in the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. I thought about adding them in. Yeah. They're just both of those scenes. I mean, the devil speaking to Thomason, mm-hmm. I mean, and Amazing. that whisper mm-hmm. and you and you can kind of see him sort of and he's just like walking around her and you have like the boots and it's again like it's mm-hmm. just quiet. It's just it's incredible. And then when Young finally actually like touches the light mm-hmm. and like it's just over like the, the the audio gets like really scuzzy and like overblown and he's screaming and it's just like the power that and like it, it's just God yeah. like it is so good. And it's just Robert Edgar's just knowing what he's doing and he's only made two films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's like mm-hmm. it's just it's so good. I fucking love when he touches the light, man. Yeah, it's incredible. I love that movie. I love both of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are my picks. Yep. I mean, obviously, there's so many films. Yeah. Like there's this so many scenes. Just literally like what I picked off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, and you know, there's there's so many more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, that would be a far five hour podcast. Yeah, it'd be like, what about this? Oh yeah, remember that? Oh yeah, what about this? It would just be too much. You <laughs> yeah. Know? So I don't know. Those are some of our favorite scenes. Um, definitely let us know what you guys think what are yours yep and uh, now I have a recommendation okay so now this is where we're gonna lose all of our listeners because everyone's (laughs) gonna hate me I like cuddle bottles (laughs) no 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 Um, so I have a recommendation and I wanna just preference that I am recommending being open minded Mm -hmm. about this because I do not agree with everything uh, uh, with the man that I'm going to recommend, I'm not gonna. I don't agree with everything that he says. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with actually a lot of what what he says. Um, but I'm strictly recommending it for the for the sake of furthering the conversation on things that are not easy to talk about. Okay. And, um, basically, just hearing like the opposite side of what you think, mm-hmm. and like hearing the opposing opinion. And I'm recommending. Steven Crowder. I don't know if you know who Steven Crowder is, nope. uh, but he became really, really like popular with his Change My Mind series. And that's really what I want to talk about right, or recommend is the Change My Mind series. And you've probably seen at least like things on social media where he literally, he, he goes to like public areas, like schools, like uh, colleges, campuses, or literally sometimes just like on, a, like on a busy sidewalk somewhere in like the city. And uh, he literally writes like, something to the effect of like, I'm pro-life, change my mind. Mm-hmm. And then he has re- anybody who can just come up to him and talk to him and, and they just have a conversation about he's pro-life. The other person is pro-choice and they have it and they have a dialogue. Sometimes they get really heated. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're really civil. And again, like I'm not saying that I agree with everything that the man says, but I think it's, I think it, I, I just like the idea of him at least having like conversations with people about their opinions and, and trying to have like that discussion of like, okay, this is my opinion. This is what I believe. Okay. This is your opinion. This is what you believe. Can we say maybe somewhere meet in the middle mm-hmm. or do we, are we just going to like get really emotional and just tell each other, shut the fuck up and just leave. Okay. And that's where they kind of, you know, he's, he's changed my opinion on certain things. <laughs> he's not changed my opinion on other things. Uh, and, and, or at least just makes me understand the other side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, with, you know, he does like a lot of topics like birth, like, you know, like, like I said about pro-life versus pro-choice, he does like gun control, 
pro gun. He does like mental health. He does a lot of stuff with like transgender stuff like that. Like things that are like really hard to talk about and like kind of polarizing and people, and the, you know, people get very emotional and, and very passionate about those topics. Um, but they're really interesting conversations usually. And, uh, like I said, it's just, it's just good to, I think in my opinion, to not be just stuck in your own bubble of like, mm-hmm. this is what I believe and I'm right. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. Like there's another side and maybe you should at least like hear what they have to say and why they believe what they believe because an opinion is an opinion. You're not right or wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's interesting so, though. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, I recommend the change my mind series and just hearing other, you know, just hearing the conversation. Okay. Um, what are we doing next? Yes, oh, what okay. are we doing so, next, Frank? I would like to do another sad movie that we did because you did The Father. And mm-hmm. this is, eh, it's not really sad, but it's a very quiet and intimate. And like I said, um, Call Me By Your Name. It's got my boy, Timothy Chalamet, in it. Ooh. Uh, and I like it a lot. So that's what we're going to do. Call Me By My Name? Call Me By Your Name. By Your Name. Yes. Which is my name. Right. <laughs> so um, I was right. <laughs> uh, and that's it. Okay. So look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.